Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best smell. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. <laughs> best smell. Stop saying best, best smell. Stop saying best smell like that into your microphone. Best smell. I realize of all of the titles for episodes, this is probably one of the weirder ones to say in that voice. Mm-hmm. It is. Should we get started? Yeah. Who suggested this? Do you remember? This was. Let me look. <laughs> I drilled you. You did. Hold on. Nailed you. Uh, you weren't ready for this. Uh, this jelly. How? Yes. Michelle Perkins has a question for us. Go ahead, Michelle. I'm listening. Oh, you're going to have to get it via me. Go ahead, Michelle. Michelle, hi, uh, you're this, on the air. Hi, this is Michelle Perkins. Oh, yes. Hello, Michelle. Thank you. Listen, I am such a huge fan of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Oh, thank you. Hal's my favorite. Oh, I could take or leave Mark, but Hal is great. You know what? It takes both of us to make the show go. No, that's not true. That's not true. Okay. Look, I don't, I, <laughs> I, I'm trying to be humble here. What's your question? Stop blushing. I, Michelle Perkins, have this question for you. Mm. What's the best smell? Oh. I'll take my answer offline. Your own farts. Wait, what? I just what? got here, Hal. What? <laughs> I was just walking up to my computer. Who were you talking to? And why did the last sentence end in farts? It was Michelle Perkins. Oh, hi, Michelle. What the best smell was. She's, she's gone. She hung up. Oh. She wants to know what the best smell is. I instinctually said your own farts, which is not true. I think no, you're no. tolerant of that, but that's not the answer. I was being jokey. It wasn't good. I wish we'd stop talking about it, but I feel like I'm extending the bit right now. You're I, making this bit go longer. And see. And nope. Now I'm going to ask you fart questions. Go ahead. Do you fart? I do. Do you? We okay, all do. do you everybody fart? does. Everybody does. Everybody farts. Everybody we all farts. farts. Do you? Are you nose blind to your own farts? No. I don't think no. anybody is. Is that possible? Is that something that's true? I I think that. Like, I think the mild ones I can be nose blind to and be like, that was fine. And then whoever else is in the room is like, holy cow. I think you're, you're accustomed to it sort of in the way you can't tickle yourself. Exactly. It's, I think it that's what it is. It takes a lot to be grossed out, but that's, we're not, we're talking about the best smell. This is nowhere at the top. I do want to come immediately. You made a list of some of the top smells. Yeah. This is, I, this is just scoured from the internet. There's a bunch of them and most of them were on multiple lists. So those are the ones that I put on here. One came up that I looked at, well, there are two that, that have me concerned. Oh, I bet I know what one of them is. And I will tell you this, at least one of my siblings, I think two of them love this smell. Go ahead. And that's the smell of gasoline at the pump. Yeah, that's one. That's one for (laughs) sure. I mean, I get it. It's not always the worst smell, but it also, it smells like danger. It smells like you don't want to get too deep in with this smell. Like what you've whiffed is enough and don't come any closer. And it's the same thing I get off of a Sharpie. It really? Just, it smells like a warning. They both do. Yeah. Sharpie was another weird one that I saw come up multiple yeah. times. You know, people sniff markers. They open them up, sure. smell the thing and we all do. don't do it too hard because it's going to make you dizzy and fall over. Exactly. That's bad for you. Like it is very bad for you. 
paint fumes can't be the answer. So there's yeah. no way that either of these two are the answer because they are cousins. There are some interesting choices on here. Is there a favorite smell of yours? Yes. What is I it? have, man, you know what? It's tough. I vacillate between a lot of favorite smells. Right. Because I will smell something and go, that's the best smell in the whole world. Sure. And then I will go, oh, no, that's the best smell in the whole, which is why I'm one of those people that has uh, sitting right here on my desk an essential oil diffuser. Sure. I love the smell of essential oils, many of the combos that uh, the citrusy ones I really like. They're great. But my favorite of the smells that frequently get put into essential oil form is lavender. And lavender anytime and lavender grows wild in California. And I will just see a lavender plant. I will always rub my fingers on a leaf and, ah, you know, it's a nice little pick me up in a day. I think it's nice to start a day. It invigorates me at the beginning and it can, uh, chill me out at the end of the day. I'm, I'm a hundred percent team lavender. Sure. It's used in bath salts. It's a Mm -hmm. very, it is a common aroma. It's a therapeutic aroma that's used commonly. I would say of plants, I have another one that's actually my favorite that I didn't encounter until I came out here, which is jasmine. Oh, yeah. Jasmine smells great. It's sort of a signature scent of the Los Angeles area. Yeah. It, 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 it's sort of that LA's version of wildflower smell. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Um, flowers being on our list, obviously, you know, stop and smell the flowers. We didn't, it's funny. I, this list is, doesn't really break down like, uh, do you, do you want to, we can break down botanicals into like, we can find like, there's got to be some botanical that is, the winner out of that because to say flowers is so many different things similar, but you know, roses smell different than lavender smell different than um, Jasmine smells different than honeysuckle. Yeah. To me, this is the real challenge is not breaking it down and figuring out how to organize it to go. No, no, no. I don't think we it's need to that, organize it necessarily. It's, it's that the best smell is really hard to do objectively, which is what we do mm-hmm. with everything here. It's what we have to do. Objective. We have, this is the task. It's not always easy. It's very difficult here. Because this is really all about sense memory. The things mm-hmm. that we find pleasant, like to me, the smell of like beef stew is really appealing. Is that something my mother made a lot? It's not the best yeah. smell. But in the same way that if I watch Mr. Rogers, I get hungry because as a kid, it came on at dinner time. So I associate mm-hmm. it with the smell of whatever dinner my mother was making. And that smell, I think that's the strongest sense memory that we have in terms of it brings you every scent takes you somewhere. That mm-hmm. it either is the first time you experience that scent or is where you experience that scent the most. It's associated with something, right? So, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's the scent most closely associated with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I agree entirely. How are we going to objectively discover what the best smell is without it becoming about just specific incidents uh, that have nothing to do with the smell itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or is it possible to do that? And do we wind up finding the one that is the most universal incident? You know what I mean? I think that's going to be part of it is what does the smell, you know, a lot of these are pleasant in different ways. Like what makes mm-hmm. pizza a really appealing smell is very different than what makes the smell of fabric softener or your clothes fresh out of the dryer with the smell of whatever detergent or fabric softener you've used. Mm-hmm still on them they're both very pleasing scents but both for completely different reasons so it's gonna have to come down to in some way what the experience like what does that smell represent not for us personally but for people in general because these are all there are a lot of bangers on the list and i wonder how much of it is biology too Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and i'm sure there are we get uh we get a lot of uh shade thrown at us for just talking out of our butts on this show and we're gonna do it again. 
Um, I love that you're exploring this Facebook group and seeing the feedback that I read every day. Yeah, it's neat. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, apparently our geography's off generally. Our physics uh-huh. is, are off generally. Correct. So there are some on here that I think there probably is a biological element to it, mm-hmm. like pizza being a specific one. I'm not uh, pizza smells great to me sometimes and not all the time. You know what I mean? Really? If I am hungry, the smell of pizza cooking in an oven is the greatest smell in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But that's because I'm hungry and it's my nose biologically aiming me toward food. It is situational, but everything is like the smell of, yeah. of burning wood could be the smell of like a campfire cooking mm-hmm. out, or it could be my house is burnt. Like you can associate it. With a lot of different things. It could be hominess or danger. Yeah. Uh, but pizza specifically, I don't, I could, I don't really care if I've already eaten. If I'm not hungry and I smell a pizza baking, I'm like, Oh, it smells good. Pizza, pizza joint. We just walked past, but it's not like, it's not a thing that will always get me. Is there a, is there something in the idea that the ultimate winner is going to be a smell that always makes you go, ah. And it, I think our, our best smell is going to be something that makes us want to inhale it deeply at any point in time. Okay. Yeah. I do think there's going to be an element of context no matter what, but there oh, may course. be one that's a little bit more context proof than other. Like there are some that I want to eliminate whole cloth. Okay. This is fun. Let's start with that. Okay. But you guys can see this list, but you can imagine that there are, we'll talk about all of them that uh, are important. There's, which ones of these smells that are commonly regarded as pleasant smells that people really want to take in? You mentioned gasoline and yeah. Sharpies. That feels more like a niche thing. I feel like the people that love the smell of gasoline, there's about the same number of those as people who think cilantro tastes like soap. That's me. I'm one of those people. Oh, I wonder if that's the but crossover. I don't, I don't, I used to think gasoline smelled cool just because it was so different when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I do not care for it now. It's more closer to giving me a headache. Yeah. But the two that, to me, I would eliminate whole cloth, the reason I would eliminate them is because I think they are, there are a lot of scents here that are the product of chemicals. For example, fresh laundry is, yeah. is a result of chemicals, but it, it doesn't have a chemical smell to it. Mm-hmm. Two things that, to me, always smell heavily chemical-induced are new car and mm-hmm. leather. Because the leather, because of how it's treated, it's like that's the reason why they smell the way they do to me. Yeah, I uh, it's funny, like there are, yeah, new car smell is just, you know, it's polyurethane. Yeah, it is untouched polyurethane Mm -hmm. and whatever coating they put on the dashboard interior. Right. So I guess that the smell, it's not so much the smell of new car that is evocative. The smell of new car is not necessarily a pleasant smell. It's a smell associated with having something that is brand new. Yes. And something big that is brand new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah, I can see how new car smell. I wonder how old the concept of new car smell as a pleasant smell is. That's got to come from the greed is good 80s, right? Hey, you know what smells great? A brand new Cadillac. That's what smells great. Stick your nose in there. Smell this car. I think it's as long as polyurethane has been a thing. Because we've always had air fresheners, right? Eventually, your car... Like you sit in it, and sweat gets in there, you eat in the car. There are a lot of things you can do that will affect the smell of it. So you use air mm-hmm. fresheners, you use hanging things. I mean, those were around before the greed is good 80s existed. But no, I mean, new car smell as a 
concept of like the air freshener that is called new car smell. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like new car smell as a, hey, this is a thing that we all agree that we like. But do I hate those little hanging scent things? They do not work. They're so bad. The little trees. Yeah, they just don't, they just don't work. Well, if you look at the packaging on them, they tell you that the way to do it is, I think they work too much at the very beginning because uh-huh. you just get blasted with whatever the perfume on this little cardboard tree is. And then they stop working very quickly because all of that goes away. But if you look at the packaging form, what it tells you to do, and this, I've never seen a car in history that does this. Hmm is just tear it open just enough, tear the plastic open just enough to pull the string out and hang it from your window while still in its original packaging. Like somehow that's going to retain the value of it like it's a Kenner Star Wars figure. <laughs> and I've, I've never seen... Pine tree. Yeah. <laughs> I've, never, uh, I've never seen someone driving around with the pine tree still in the plastic. No, I would think that they were dumb. Yeah, or they had a body in the trunk. Also wrapped in plastic? That's the move of a person who does crazy stuff. Sure. Sure. <laughs> also wrapped, yes, also wrapped in plastic, like a Kenner Star Wars figure to retain its value still on the card. Yeah, they have a journal where every page is filled with letters and word salad. Just yeah. like some big, some little, but no space left untouched <laughs> by the end. How'd you draw, how'd you draw that typewriter version of a G 3000 times on one page? The truth came to me and then I ripped every key off with the G key and I engineered the typewriter. To hey, do you mind if I take the plastic off of this tiny tree? In your no, and otherwise the smell will escape too much. We must preserve the smell. The smell must be with us forever, Mark. Let's talk about leather. I like the smell of leather, but I get it. Am I smelling? I'm smelling, you know, tanned cow skin. Yeah. If you stop to think about what it is. Right? Isn't that what's used? Is that what they use? My, I don't know. Whatever they're using, the smell is pleasant, but to me, it's just, it's a little too much. I think like gasoline and Sharpies and a lot of these, like, uh, it's evocative of something. It's not the smell itself that is all that pleasant. There are some of these that the smell is pleasant and it's evocative. Right. I think that the smell is not necessarily as pleasant as the the open road leather uh saddles and <laughs> you know what I mean like that sort of connotation that it has. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I think that some of those more chemical based ones are not going to wind up being near the top of our list. Uh can we jump to a different category of smell for a minute? Sure. I'd like to talk about because I think that our ultimate winner might come out of this group. It's quite possible. Hmm. I think there's some that are based on where you are and some that are based on what you're doing. Okay. And I think if we dive into the what you're doing and if what you are doing is cooking, I think there's some great culinary smells that jump to the top. I know you are not a coffee guy, but for me, the smell of coffee is one of the perfect smells in the world roasted and not prepared or in a cup with steam coming out of it it smells like the morning it smells like i mean coffee's one of its main descriptors is aromatic it gets you up it gets you up so much that folgers commercials all they had to do was crack open the can Mm -hmm. and people came running down the stairs for it you know what i mean the best part of waking up is when folgers is in your cup that's true. Did you know that? Unless you're talking about your athletic supporter at the gym. And if you find Folgers in that cup, then you're not yeah. going to have a great day. 
it eliminates other odors. You know, you don't know. You don't know how people brew their coffee. You can't judge that. Hey, it's old coffee junk. <laughs> old now coffee I- junk. Hal, you ready for another day of football? Yeah, let's go. First cups on me. Literally. Look, and a little bit in me. If they're staining, that's the coffee. <laughs> sure it is. Sure it is. Oh, I made a bad choice. <laughs> I love that I'm on Jimmy Durante's football team. <laughs> now let's go and make coffee in our pants. I do like the smell of coffee. I associate it with my mother was a daily coffee drinker. So it always mm. I, I associate that smell with her. So I have very fond feelings towards coffee. And the smell is fine. It is a mm-hmm. strong smell. I get why it wakes you up. Mm-hmm. It's super strong. To me, it's not. I don't think it is the best smell, but I think it is. One of the most smells. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Look, Hal, if we were doing most smells, it would be farts. That's, it depends on which one. No, it doesn't. They're all bad. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I had a feeling that coffee was not going to make the top of your list. No, but I don't, I don't know if it should be the top of the list. Do you? No, I, I. Be? No, I, I don't. I, okay. Though it is, it, it is, uh, interesting to me that it was in the top two or every list that I saw, because again, you know, we go through the internet, we find these lists. It was in the top two or three in all of them. Interesting. Which I thought was curious. Another one that was near the top of all of them. Another culinary one that's huge for me that I start drooling every time I smell it is something in the oven. Now we can narrow that down. Mm -hmm. It can be bread. It can be cookies. It can be a cake. But something baking. Oh, yeah. The smell of cookies in particular in mm-hmm. an oven, pretty much any kind you can think of is that might be for me the one to beat. That is tough. I mean, it's even used or has been used in open houses to help make a, a place feel like home. Really? You're having an open house. You bake some cookies in the oven. So when people come in, they're hit with the smell that almost everyone identifies. Everybody has almost everyone has made cookies at home at some point in their lives. Mm hmm. So there's a very strong connection that we all have to that smell. And it even combines one of the other favorite scents people have, which is vanilla. That's one of the things that you're smelling, but also mixed in with sugar and chocolate or whatever other ingredients you may have or sugar cookies. Just the reaction of everything. The smell is so good. The butter. There are a lot of different things working together to create a scent that is strong, that we generally tie to a positive experience or the idea we're going to get cookies soon. Mm-hmm. Like that smell means cookies are coming. I mean, that, that smell. Yeah. Again, I think that we might have hit on fairly early. We might have hit on the this is currently top of the mountain for us. And for me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's not only is the smell itself of cookies baking or of anything baking. It provides a sense of home. Mm-hmm. It provides the promise of food soon, which caveman brain goes. You know, that kicks in and it also, it combines. Yes. And then the nostalgia of, you know, family making cookies for special occasions. And, uh, but it also, it combines some of the other smells on this list. Like you mentioned, vanilla, uh, specifically melting chocolate. I would add that it's chocolate chip cookies being a a specific part of this because the smell of melting chocolate is such a wonderfully rich, I would put it similar with coffee and that it's got that sort of like nutty, sweet tartness to the smell. 
and then to have that on top of the smell of vanilla and sugar caramelizing and oh man i wasn't cookies bake baking today. is really I might fresh bake some cookies you've had those cookies before <laughs> i have had you're an expert cookie smith yeah. that said i don't know if i have a plate big enough to eat a how lublin cookie off of <laughs> a how lublin a how lublin cookie is like a it's like a pizookie you're basically making pizookies yeah. it's the plate on which you serve your dreams <laughs> that's what i like to say about my cookies uh yeah i mean that's a pretty perfect one let's talk about some of the other food ones though yeah because there's some uh bacon there's i was just gonna say another great contender is bacon i think there are a large number of people who don't eat meat for whom that is an unpleasant smell for some reason but to me it smells very good i love to make bacon Mm -hmm. i do it in a pan i do it low and slow i keep Mm -hmm. the grease afterwards so that i can use it when i'm cooking Mm mm-hmm and it's it is a really 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 good it's you know what cookies give you in sweet the smell of bacon cooking gives you in savory yeah yeah and i wonder if it's about cookies feel like an end of the day thing like you're home you are yeah, right <laughs> you, you know but all the time I, i'm not going to get up in the morning and bake cookies you know what I mean? At first thing in the morning to start the day. But the smells of coffee and bacon to me are, I've just slept my eight hours, hopefully. I am starting my day. Things are beginning. There is the promise of a new day in the smell of bacon and coffee. And there's the satisfaction of rest in the smell of cookies. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Look, there's a time of day for everything, no matter what pizza bagels are trying to convince you of with their jingle. You remember that jingle? No, was it? The pizza that was... in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can have pizza anytime. So what they're saying is, no matter what you do, if you put it on a bagel, all of the rules of when <laughs> and what you're supposed to <laughs> go out the window. You want a French dip sandwich? Put it on a bagel. You can have it at 6 a.m. You want, you want a, a prime rib? You want a yeah. uh, you want a Chateau Brion with a glass of Merlot? Dump yeah. that on a bagel? Have it for breakfast. You want an ice cream sundae and a snifter of brandy? Toss that all on a bagel, and it's yours. The How about a PBR and some SpaghettiOs? Pour them on a bagel. Happy breakfast. Ba- a bagel is your passport to change the rules <laughs> of your life whenever you want. If you're stuck in a rut, if you have problems, Throw those problems on a bagel. You can yeah. deal with them anytime you want. <laughs> uh, you know what? We should take a break. While we take this break, I'm going to grab all of my bills, this stack of bills I have sitting next to me. I'm just going to put them on top of an everything bagel. And Do guess it. what? Done. When your bills are on a bagel, you can pay your bills anytime. We'll be right back. We Got This with Mark and Hal is brought to you in part by Curiosity Stream. Instead of rewatching the same old sitcoms and movies that you've seen a hundred times, try something new with Curiosity Stream. There are thousands of award-winning documentaries and non-fiction TV shows for you to explore. Curiosity Stream works on any device, so you can start streaming wherever you are, wherever you want. Mark, what are you jamming to on Curiosity Stream? I'm a big fan. I am a documentary fan. I am mm-hmm. all day Like anytime I'm at home working, I like to have just the sound of a narrator giving me information. Yes. And I like to, I'm a lifelong learner. I take pride in that. And if you are also a lifelong learner out there, this is the perfect thing for you. You've got Planet of Treasures with Sir Christopher Clark exploring special places of beauty created by humans. 
Uh, you've got engineering the future, people who are building extraordinary machines. Uh, it's some of the best nonfiction stuff out there. What do you love and how? I love the history of the home with Nick Offerman. Feels like a show it was just made for me, where you explore the past, present, and future of homes. I love looking at things like that and how culture has changed over time and technology. Just all that stuff is so great. And also, I love Fiddlin', a foot-stomping yeah. celebration of true Americana and artistic expression. Miracles of Nature, also great. Yep. Sorry, we could go on and on and on. Yeah, I mean, there's it, a million. It's hard pressed to find something you didn't like. There's going to yeah. be something for you on Curiosity Stream, and they've got one of the best deals out there right now. Curiosity Stream is offering a full year subscription for just fourteen ninety nine with the code We Got This. That's curiositystream.com slash We Got This. I have to say, it's kind of cool to see something that I'm a big fan of have as on their website slash we got this i just think that's cool it's very exciting it's me being nerdy it's very exciting it's very see exciting. how you feel about it go to curiositystream.com slash we got this and get a full year subscription to curiosity stream for 14.99 hi i'm jesse thorne the founder of maximum fun and i have a special announcement i'm no longer embarrassed by my brother my brother and me You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother and Me. Are you ready to binge watch something old? The Greatest Generation is a podcast about Star Trek by a couple of hosts a little bit embarrassed to even have a Star Trek podcast. Hosted by me, Ben Harrison. And me, Adam Pranica. We get into the critical, the technical, the science fictional aspects of the show we love while roasting it and each other at the same time. We've completed an entire series about Star Trek The Next Generation and another one about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And we've just begun Star Trek Voyager. So now is a great time to start watching a new Star Trek series with us. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts and become a friend of DeSoto today. And we're back on the break. Mm-hmm. Producer Ken Plume yeah. threw one out there that I can't disagree with. And it's myriad smells in this place. And that is the smell of Disneyland, How Now, there is not just one smell at Disneyland. There are multiple smells at Disneyland. Ride water on It's a Small World smells a lot different than the artificial smell of waffles that is pumped through the ice cream parlor, much in the same way that people bake cookies at the beginning of an open house. Yeah, there there are... I wouldn't say that Disneyland is its own smell. I would say that there are a million smells in Disneyland. Every ride smells different based on whatever misters they're pumping out there. Yeah. Well, the Main Street is made to smell like vanilla and baking cookies. Mm-hmm. That's the smell I probably think of the most. They it's it waffles. Yes. It's waffle smell that they're pumping into the air through... There's two of them. They do it in the... um Ice cream parlor, they pump waffle cone and vanilla smell through. Mm-hmm. And then in the coffee shop, they pump coffee smell through. But Main Street out and about has a smell, too. Doesn't it have a smell spray? It's not just yeah. in the shops. 
Uh, you know, it's sprayed out of the shops. I see. But as you walk past, you get it wafted at you. No, Main Street definitely has a smell, especially the end of the day when it's real hot in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, four or five in the afternoon. Main, Main Street definitely has a smell. Yeah. The Indiana Jones, they uh, pump out the smell of chilled monkey brains <laughs> right into Adventureland. They're all about, like, making a smell in your face. Yeah. Disneyland, the smell. Making a smell in your face. We're going to make a smell in your face. Oh, boy. I hope you like the smell. I can't smell it because I've grown nose blind. (laughs) Gorge. Mickey farts. That's what Disneyland smell is. (laughs) Is the what happens when you smell it. Oh, my gosh. Um, All right. So we've tapped into some of the culinary ones. There's a couple other great culinary ones. uh, Fruit based. Coconut is another real, I, that one for me makes me feel like I'm going to the beach. Sure. Sure. Does it smell more like suntan lotion than the food though? Don't you re- immediately think? Yeah. Of, like, and you know the what? Oil that I'm put on me. Exactly. And that's why I love that smell. It smells like suntan lotion. It means I'm going to the beach. Yeah. So even if you don't like to eat coconut and some people mm-hmm. don't, they're either allergic or they just don't like the flavor of it. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy the smell because it means soon you're going to be out in the sun or in the pool yeah. or. Or whatever. Again, so many of these come to the promise of something. Like, I'm not a huge... I like popcorn. I don't feel the need to eat it all the time. I like popcorn. I love popcorn smell. Because it usually means I'm about to watch a movie. Absolutely. You know? It is movie popcorn specifically. Movie, yeah. Is is a great smell that you can recreate at home very easily, as I discovered in 2020. Just pop that oven open. Throw some kernels in there. Stuff always smells better when it's cooked in the oven. No, stop it. Put a couple of those little trees that have new car smell in them. Leave them in the, leave (laughs) Leave them in the the plastic. plastic. Yes. Yeah. What about orange? I like orange. I feel like the real orange smell, you you either have to, I mean, it's great as an essential oil. Mm -hmm. It's great if you shove like an orange peel in your garbage disposal and grind it up and you can smell that way. Or you can, oh, that's a cool trick. I never can also simmer some orange peels in water on your stove Mm -hmm. and create your own sort of aromatic. But most of the time, I think you need to get real close to an orange to smell it. Other than that, it is a faker, more chemically infused version of that goes back to our like esters and artificial Mm -hmm. fruit flavor. My Christmas time on the stove thing is apple cider with a cinnamon stick and an orange peel. Perfect. And just kind of let that go low, and that just kind of fills the air. It's a great scent. It is a great scent. Another one that's on this list, and it's the same, that is not on this list. Mm. I don't think it's on this list, but it is my all-time favorite smell. Mm. Uh, another of my all-time favorite. I have a million all-time favorite smells. What is it? It's what all of the candles that I have are. All the scented candles in my apartment are this smell. Christmas tree. Sure. I love Christmas tree smell. Ooh, how I love Christmas tree smell. Christmas tree smell is great. And if it's the promise of something, if the, if the smell is the promise of something, be it cookies or an adventure or uh, a movie about to start, if the promise of Christmas is what the smell is giving you. Oh, there is another scented candle from Yankee Candle Company or whomever mm-hmm. that I enjoy even more than Christmas tree. What's that? Christmas cookies. Oh, it smells like sugar cookies. It smells yeah. like cookies baking. We keep it. Look, cookies baking is still on the top. Chocolate chip cookies baking is still on the top of the mountain right now. Just, just keeping that ball in the air. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm not. I'm not getting rid of that ball. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about some of the ones we mentioned the what of cooking. Let's talk about some of the ones of locations, some of the location based smells that really give you a sense no. of 
where you are. Know how not the dump. Maybe so. Look, we don't want to scent shame anybody. Maybe somebody does like the smell of the dump. That's yeah. not going to be universally regarded and subject. That is, uh, subjectively your favorite. This is objectively the best that we're looking for. And I'm going to say that some of the, some of the ones that are location based that I really like are morning dew. That's sort mm-hmm. of like wet in the woods that specifically outdoors, like rural area morning mild dew. Scent. Yeah. It's very mild pavement after rain is another great one. Mm hmm. That sort of like that wet pavement smell that, uh, where everything's, it's, it's sort of the smell of cleansing, you know? It's a very, it's also a very nostalgic scent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I went to, oh man, real quick. I went mm-hmm. in New York once to an art gallery for, this is the most Brooklyn Williamsburg thing, uh, that was there at the time and I loved it. It was an olfactory art gallery showing. So you go in, and it was just little vials. You know, we talked about esters on a previous episode. Mm-hmm. It was just a, this guy makes esters. That's what he does is he comes up with different evocative smells. And they were a, one of them was pavement after rain. And that was one of my favorite ones. And it was so on point and so specific. <laughs> and he had, you know, just a bunch of them. you walk through this gallery and it's just little bottles on shelves. You pick them up and smell them. One of them was all it said on the bottle was, you know, this one. And this one's not on the list right now, mm. but as fans of childhood nostalgia, it made me very happy when I saw the bottle that said, you know, this one, I opened it up and smelled it and instantly was taken back to extruding bright colored dough through the Play-Doh fun factory. Oh, Play-Doh smell. Play-Doh yeah, smell. Right. Oh, I love the smell of Play-Doh. <laughs> I kind of like the smell of crayons too, not as much. It's yeah. Not, because it's just the smell of the wax and the paper. Like it just brings back a memory, but yeah, but it puts Play-Doh you in a place. A very specific smell and it still smells good. And it's, there's something kind of quirky about it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the smell of creativity and possibility in that. So, way. so are crayons, I think. Yeah. I think that there's that, those ones that are the smell of possibility. I would put crayons on that list. I would put books on that list. You know, people love the smell of new and old books. The promise you know, and the possibility of uh, of either reading or writing something that'll take us to a faraway land. Do you know why? What the book smell is? What is it? Book smell. The organic materials that are used to make paper contain something called lignin in it, mm-hmm. and it's very similar to vanillin, which is where mm-hmm. we get vanilla from. So over time, those the lignin breaks down, and it gives books a faint scent of vanilla. So that oftentimes is what you're smelling that book smells over time but old books specifically something related to vanilla so it doesn't taste like vanilla it's just over time books smell Smell, hell don't eat your books hold on now i gotta grab an old book oh here we go around the capital 1900 1902 Mm -hmm. all right is there a smell of vanilla in there like vanilla not quite vanilla but like something similar to it there is. Well, it's just, I, it's just that old book smell. Now it's I'm trying lignin. to find the vanilla. That's it's, why it, it's lignin, huh? But it's, yeah, it's similar to vanilla. It's not vanilla. It's, there isn't vanilla in your books unless it is a perfume sample book from, from 1910. It's an organic compound that's breaking down and creating that smell. Yeah. And it is a great smell. I love the smell of a, of an old bookstore and even a new book. So this is smell to new books as well. Yeah. It's just, uh, it is a very satisfying smell. I had a scent punch me in the face 
with nostalgia mm. a couple of days ago. What was that? It was, I may have it right here, and I'm going to do it again if I have it. Oh, I don't have it right with me right now. It. I bought a box of these. Oh, that is the classic Dixon Ticonderoga. Mm. And I opened up the box. I was like, do these still smell the same? Smelled it. And I was taken immediately back to fourth grade. Yeah. Like it is so those childhood smells from a classroom. There's so many of them. Yeah. And they're so evocative again. But it comes back to that whole thing about nostalgia being the main driving force behind the smells that we like. Right. So on the subject of putting us in a place of uh, uh, smells, putting us in a place. Mm -hmm. What about barbecue, fireplaces, fire pits, the fire based smells? I love those smells. Yeah. They're great. Smoky. What's a good thing you love them. And I love them too, because boy, when you leave a, uh, when you leave a campfire, do you smell like nothing except that campfire? Yeah. Sure. It gets into everything. Yeah, but it is a great smell. I love to smell it off in the distance. Like, oh, somebody is burning wood in their fireplace or somebody mm-hmm. has a fire pit going. Even in the distance, it smells, it smells good. Yeah. I mean, it go there and it is a different smell from wildfires, which when that happens, there is a smell That's danger. all of Southern California. We've smelled it, is, it many times. It is completely different. And part of that is the amount of matter that is burning at the same time. You know, it's not all just brush or trees. It's people's homes, people's things. Like there's, there's, that's not a pleasant smell. It no. just feels like it is panic inducing. It's a very, yeah, it is a very different thing than the smell of we are sitting around a camp, either, you know, sitting around either a campfire or a fireplace. Fireplace smell has a bit of a different smell than a campfire does. Yeah. A charcoal grill, barbecuing. Yeah. Like the, the barbecue itself, itself has a smell, but the, the charcoal also, gives you that you know outdoorsy summertime smell it does i'm looking at all of these different things are by the way are there any others from this list or any list i know i've thrown a couple on there myself that we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about i can mention one we were talking before about everybody smells babies all the time Uh uh-huh but i think producer ken plume was right and that you're not it's the baby powder well you're not picking up and smelling their butt no, yeah, that's the it's thing. It's like, like if you're going head, over, you if you're going head. the top of their head, if you're going over to your friend's house that's just had a baby and you're holding their baby and the top of their head is right by your face and it's been baby powdered. That's what you're smelling. Look, it is. I do find it weird when people want to smell other people's children. It's your child. Yeah. You smell that head all the time. Yeah. But unless you're offered, like, you got to smell this baby's head. Right. It's great. And it's only it baby. It's so not weird. like <laughs> I'm going to smell you. I'm going to smell that baby. I'm going to smell your baby. Give me that baby so I can smell your baby. I don't want to hand that person my baby. Also, here's a public service announcement that a friend of mine gave me. Don't grab their hands. Grab their feet when you see them. If you want to do a little. You know, like uh, pinch their little feet, not their little hands, because their little hands go in their mouth all the time. And you know what I mean? Like, And don't hit them with a closed fist. Use an open hand. Open. You're terrible. And don't smell the baby. Ken says the, ba- the what you're smelling Ken's is baby trying shampoo. trying to justify everything. Yes. He really smells is. smells the shampoo. Yeah. A baby's just made up. So just go to the baby product aisle in Target. Open yeah. all the bottles and the, you can smell that. You don't have to smell somebody's baby. I maintain there is a baby scent. A baby does have a smell. It is not just a bunch of projects, you baby Scrooge, Ken. <laughs> Bob, Why is it? It's always the baby. It's never the older kid. It's like, 
Hey, uh, come here. I want to smell your 13 year old's head. <laughs> you do not want to smell a 13 year old's head. <laughs> I worked as a camp counselor for many years at a day uh-huh. camp and you know, you would have your bunk. And then in the afternoon, there were activity periods and all the counselors got rotated to different duty. Like you supervised dodgeball. You helped out by the pool. Just what was the sure best duty? Was safe. Probably like something where you got to play like yeah. dodgeball or kickball or something with the kids. Word. The worst was being on locker room duty. Oof, because gross. <laughs> you would stand as far away from the changing area as possible and just go, all right, everybody, let's go. Come on, everyone. And the smell of the children, all of these kids, like 12, 13, like just when you are that age, you just stink because all the stinks are coming in. But you don't really have the means to deal with them. You're not even how, thinking about them yet. How we have and, kids that listen to this show, Trunchbull. Listen, I'm just saying it's part of growing up. We all, you and I, you stank, I stunk. I didn't stink. You did. I sprayed so much car on myself starting at 12. I'm yeah, Italian. You were, you were terrible. It was even worse. It smelled like a 12-year-old car bottle running around. <laughs> Sweating. Oh man, stinky. what were your go-to, were you a cologne kid at all? I got cologne a couple of times. It's like It was like a fancy, like, oh, we're going yeah. to Temple, you should put on some cologne. But I'm still I a never, cologne guy. I don't, I yeah. don't own any anymore. No? No. I have some, I've got like five different ones in there. You're a very scented guy. No, I just, deodorant and soap, that's all I use. That's fair. You always smell delightful. Oh, really? Well, thank you. I hope you'll tell me. If I have a smell, I like really tell me. Can we make this pact right now? What? Yes. Can we make this pact right now? For you and me. Just for you and me. Not for you and I. If you're like listening, you can just be like, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Be like, bro. Yes. TCB. TCB. Yeah. Take care of body odor. WYB. Wash your butt. (laughs) Sure. Uh, AEE and everything else. Yeah, that's like a very important part of a relationship. Similar is telling parents, each other, yeah. My parents had a whole system to tell the other one when they had a booger. What was their system? It was nay. Nay, wall nay, left nay, right nay. <laughs> and then you would go like, nay? You'd show your nostril, the check, nay? They So they sound like 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 booger-wielding Muppets from the yip, 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 ba, 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 ba. <laughs> Ring telephone. Nay, 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 nay. Yeah, that was the whole system. Well, here's my question, Hal. Mm-hmm. It sounds like our best smell mm-hmm. is going to be something nostalgic that comes from one of three categories. You are really filling time here. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get philosophical on you. But you know what the answer is. Not yet, necessarily. Really? Well, look, I, I want to be thorough. Okay. This is a, this is a podcast. It makes you Hal. happy. Yes. It does make thorough. me happy. Then let's do it. It feels like there are, it breaks down into three different distinct categories. Mm-hmm. And maybe this isn't about, you know, picking the winner. This is just an observation that I've made. Sure. It is either the promise of adventure. Uh-huh. And that is where you get, I would argue, sometimes even coffee in the morning, coffee and bacon in the morning to start a day. The leather, leather, well, like leather going out, like in the world, like that sort of, uh, smell. You've got the promise of creativity that is, Books, markers, that Dixon Ticonderoga box that I opened up. Play-Doh. Play-Doh. Even some people, some lists I saw had new carpets and new paint. And I would put new car smell in that. Like it's that 
that I, I know some of them are more chemical based. No, it's but, not, I wouldn't say creative. I don't think of creativity. Yeah, I guess that's true. Smell. That's true. That's more in the adventure. Yeah. Or really like it's kind of a status smell too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got a new car. I yeah. have a new car. I love that new car smell. No matter what the car is, it, the smell is somewhat similar to me, at least in all new cars. So mm-hmm. to own a Toyota Corolla or to own a Tesla, whatever, Cybertruck, mm-hmm. you still you get the same smell. It's the same status. Like if, in that moment, in terms of smell, everything is equal. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. All cars, all new car smell is the same new car smell. Yeah. And it's a big deal to get a new car. Not everybody can get a new car all the time or like even ever. ever. It's that's that's a real privilege. Agreed. Man, the number of cars I bought that had weird smells in them when I bought them and I was like, oh, "Ah, this is fine. That MG must have had a smell. That MG smelled like didn't go up. It smelled like gasoline. And well, I like (laughs) it it went up eventually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, the one that, uh, the way it was the Isuzu Amigo that, uh, did not have, did not have a proper top on it because I shattered the glass of the manually removable moonroof. And so when I went to San Diego, I had, it started raining and I had to drive with an umbrella out, stick, (laughs) holding an umbrella and driving the car. Sticking out the top of the moonroof so I wouldn't get wet inside. Poppins mobile. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I looked like Mr. Bean driving around in that thing. <laughs> but the third thing is the promise of a uh, warm hearth and home. And that, I think, is the one that smell always takes us back to. And I think that there are a few on here, like hearth specific is a fireplace sure. and everything else in the kitchen. But I think there is one really standout hearth and home smell that brings it all together and we both really? know what it is which one is it mark say come it. on man say it for me baking chocolate chip cookies there you go baking cookies baking cookies specifically chocolate chip cookies i will accept that because they're the best cookie we all know that did we do that episode yet i think we did probably i don't know we got like a thousand of these don't we guess what it's chocolate chip <laughs> it might as well be four million of these it's chocolate chip chocolate chip cookie you have to say it Hal. I'm going to people of the world. The best smell is the smell of a treat is the smell of the time you spend together baking it. Both the dough, like the dose has a smell to it. And then you get to smell that caramelize and bake and become something that always feels like a little taste of home. I think that's what we love about chocolate chip cookies is there is something that makes us feel like there's a little bit of home in them. And that is why yeah. the, the smell of them baking creates such strong nostalgia is so closely associated with making a house feel like a home to the extent that it is a strategy used in open houses. I don't know how often it's used anymore. Now it's just sort of generally having treats out, but that makes a difference. If you walk into some place and you smell all of those wonderful smells coming together, it is both relaxing and makes you feel like you belong. Yeah, and that is why the smell of a chocolate chip cookie baking is the best smell asked and answered. How did you know that? And I'm not going to say who on, I'm not going to say who on the podcast. Okay. Maybe we'll tell Michelle Perkins directly. Sure. There was one guest star that came in and did the thrilling adventure hour with us. One celebrity guest star that came in and did the show. And I thought, Oh my God, he smells like chocolate chip cookies being baked. We'll talk about it after and let everybody else wonder who I'm talking about. I think I know who it is, but yeah, we'll talk off air. This will be something for everybody to wonder about. Another part of We Got This and Thrilling Adventure Hour lore. 
That's Thank right. You, Michelle Perkins for suggesting this. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group and talk about your favorite smells. That's facebook.com slash groups slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, whose wonderful podcast, a bit of a chat with Ken Plume is available wherever you get your podcasts, including this one. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world. We just want to spend a whole day smelling your heads. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody. We got got this. this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.